1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to uh, another very special Scottish Terrace Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Graham Phyllis and I'm joined by Robert Borthwick today. Hello. Hello. Uh, and we're also very happy and very pleased to be joined by Shelley Kerr. Hello Shelley. Hello. And Rachel Corsi. Hello. Hi. This is a bit again, a bit nerve wracking so slightly. Aye for you maybe I'll find I meant for everyone else. So oh, yeah. yeah, everyone else. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. Um obviously we have the Scotland squad announcement today. Um we're gonna ask a few questions about Scottish football and Scottish women's football, and then we will play a little bit of do as a solid as well. So we'll take you through that as we go along. We'll explain it as we go, but it's, it's, it's there's no right well I mean other wrong answers in do as solid? No. No, absolutely no. none whatsoever. The rest of them that's on you. Um, yeah. so Robert, do you want to get started? Um, yes, so
2: obviously the, the squad's been announced today. Um, yeah, so this is specifically for you, Shelley. I mean, as a national, national team coach, how do you view the standard of the domestic league in Scotland compared with, for example, the English Women's Super League? Uh, how does that play into your squad selection?
3: It's developing. Um, I think it's no secret there's been a major investment recently from, in particular, Rangers Celtic and Harps as well. Um, Rangers, obviously announcing the full-time professional, I think, Celtic, a hybrid model. And um, I think, personally, it's brilliant for um, the Scottish domestic game. Um, you need to have a challenging environment. Um, WSL, um, there's a perception there that, you know, they've been professional for a long time. They haven't, and it's only been over six years, and I think you can see, you know, certainly the talent that's migrated to the WSL has increased the quality there, and and we hope to replicate that in Scotland, you know, we've already attracted players out with from other countries, but I think first and foremost, we want to try and retain the talent in Scotland, so it gives us a great platform to do that, and I'm excited about you know the season ahead domestically, um, because I think that in sport, you need the most challenging environment, so I think it's a great thing.
0: Um Following on from that as well, obviously that we had the, the campaign started um, with a, about as positively as it could, uh, scored thirteen goals over your your opening two fixtures. Um and as we're approaching another double header again, how are you approaching that against uh, Cyprus once again uh, and Portugal Easter Road as well? Well I
3: think firstly um, we've got three games coming up in the Pinnatar Cup so those games are key for us to prepare and um, you can't look too far ahead. I think we have, we always set objectives for every time we get it together as a national team and um, for the Pinnatar Cup the first objective is to win it. Um, we're playing for a cup so that's important uh, and the second one is that you know, we've got a competitive squad, so we want to give them valuable playing time. Uh, we can't always do that because, you know, if we're going into qualification games, you know, the focus is very much on getting three points. Um, but as you rightly said, we, we kicked off our campaign very well. Really exciting. Um, we had a record crowd again at Easter Road, over 6,000. I think we can still get more. I think we can get 10,000. Um um, they're coming to get entertained we've certainly done that in the, the last two games um, no pressure on Rachel we haven't conceded a goal as yet um, in the defence but um, it's, it's been a great start off but as you rightly said the focus then turns to Cyprus and then Portugal um, we'll play Portugal at home at Easter Road again which is fantastic we've also um, secured Tynecastle as well which is great um, but I think the key is Cyprus as well they, they're an emerging nation we played them in their first ever um, qualification game. and um, They'll get better every the game. Portugal, um, I think are very, very good. They've got some real talented players. So, you know, we, we've got off to a great start, which is fantastic. But we know that, obviously, there's going to be hard games to come as well. So, first and foremost, we prepare for the Tinetar Cup. And then, you know, we'll then prepare for the two games against Cyprus and Portugal.
2: Brilliant. Uh, Rachel bring yourself in um that's actually a question from Chris Marshall who does a sort of Scottish <coughs> women's football podcast himself um sort of because you've played overseas for for quite a while now how's Scottish women's football perceived um, away from Scotland
1: um a good question um I think from a domestic standpoint given we've just spoken about that I think it's something that people are are starting to be intrigued by but don't necessarily know too much. And I think the default is they would assume Celtic and Rangers because I think those are two names that obviously are are well-known around the world. Um, So I think it's great that they've stepped up what they do for their women's programme and I think that can be a catalyst for it to move forward. Um, I think the women's team itself though, has really established itself on a national capacity and um, I think we've done... A remarkable job in pushing ourselves and pushing the demands that we expect of one another to get ourselves up the rankings and to to push to be at major tournaments. And I think now we're a, a team where I think the top nations consider us as a, a challenge that they would hope to avoid, especially in in sort of qualification rounds um and at major tournaments. Now, and that's that's what we've wanted. But now we need to understand that that changes. Um, the expectations on ourselves and what's expected and obviously um, with the, this Euros campaign was started well but I don't think that's anything that we would have expected to be any anything short of that um, and really the challenging games will, will come well already in April when we have a you know Portugal are a great team, I think their ranking probably um, doesn't reflect how good they are and how good they can be so that will be really tough for us
3: I think going back to the point that Rachel makes about the national team, I think it's huge kudos to them. Um, they've created a competitive environment. Um, when I first came into the role, and, and even being a former player throughout the years, you know there was probably a pool of 20, 25 players. Now you're talking 35 players, which is it's brilliant to have that depth. And I think people don't recognise how much of an achievement it was to get to the World Cup we had a brilliant Switzerland team to play against who were ranked above us um, in a pot 18 and Poland as well I think Poland are really up and coming fantastic talented players have got I don't think people recognise how much an achievement to actually win that group was and probably as a squad we didn't either um, because all of a sudden you're, you're, you're then focusing on the preparation for the World Cup is. It's huge kudos to the
0: players because was a massive achievement. Massive. Yeah. Just uh, coming back to sort of playing overseas, and uh, obviously you, you've been around the world at this point, sort of ticking off yeah. cont- continents as you go. It's a, a criticism which is often uh, levelled at of your male counterparts, and, and Scottish, football's, Scottish footballers have a bit of a reticence to go and play abroad and maybe sort of try different things and do different things in different parts of the world. And with in the women's game we've got players in North America and Scandinavia and Central Europe and all over the place as well. Do you feel the sort of exposure to, to different cultures and different training styles has helped develop you as a player and Shelley, do you feel it's, it's benefiting the national squad in that respect as well? Oh, I
1: think <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think it's hard to compare because I think it, it's very individual. You know, I, I chose to go to America because the opportunity presented itself and um, I was at a point in my career where it was something I was able to, to go and do. Um, I didn't have necessarily any ties here. Um, and so, I think it, it's hard to say it's a comparison to the men's game. I also think um, with there not being the possibility to play professionally here, if you do want that challenge then you have to go elsewhere. And obviously in the men's game there is the opportunity to play professionally here. And, um, and so... I think the I think just the biggest thing for me as well on a personal level is that I feel I've learned so much away from football, just about life and you know exposing yourselves to different cultures. I think that is something that for me is been really eye opening and something that I feel um, I'm really glad I've, I've gone and done that because I think it it changes as a as a person. I think um, it can give you an opportunity to become a better person you meet different people around the world i just think that's something that um you know for the rest of my life i'll always be able to reflect back on and hopefully you know be able to continue those friendships and relationships for a long time and i think that's a special attribute to the women's game is that there is that sort of Intercontinental, let's call it, <laughs> kind of, um, quite literally, yeah, kind of world. You know, it's it's rare and unique to be able to to have that from someone my age to have travelled so much and, and been able to expose myself to so many different things. And and I just say I'm not the only one that's done it. There's a number of players who've also gone in and done similar things. So yeah, I think it's just part of the women's game that's a real positive. I think um, H makes some good points there and
3: valid. Uh, and from a coaching perspective the formations and systems that you have in operation, framework, your blueprint doesn't always necessarily win you games what wins you games and makes you successful is players that can make decisions under pressure and players that move and go to different countries have to adapt to different cultures get subjected to that all the time. They have to make the right decisions. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. So I think in some respects, it, it, it actually helps. And I always say that we try to create players that are key decision makers, and especially on the pitch, that's so so important. So I, I think it's it's really valuable that you know players have obviously adapt, had to adapt in different environments and and, sometimes trying to speak a different language as well, it's it's, it's not an easy thing to do um, and a lot of them have done it at an age age Cool
2: There you go (laughs) Um, This is sort of an an age old debate international versus club football Um, How do you think that balance is set in the women's game particularly in Scotland?
3: In my opinion, um, I think that the players value playing for their country so much. I'm Not saying that it doesn't happen in the men's game, but you you have where a long time the women's game has evolved, and, and there's been an amateur status, you know, uh, applied to it. So therefore, you know, the pinnacle was always to play in the national team. In terms of finance, there wasn't always necessary finance. Was still not in the women's game, so you know that. We, we have a set of guiding principles and you know, one of them is that it's not a given right to play for the national team you've got to earn the right and I'm certainly really fortunate to have a group of players and not just 23 24 but 30 odd players that embrace if this is even a word for Scottishness and I think that's got us over the line on so many occasions when things become challenging in games so um, but it's, it's definitely I mean I think now as well the, the windows are getting reduced because the clubs are more professional so I think it's going similar to, in terms of the way that um, and the windows are for the men's game it's going similar so we've already had a window reduced but in terms of the players' commitment um, to play for the national team it's second to none. it's brilliant it's absolutely fantastic
0: I'd say from certainly from, from, from my perspective as well it's it was something which I really felt over the over the summer uh, at the World Cup as well that for it, the Scotland squad just felt an awful lot it almost felt like you were watching your pals doing really well because you're always very very active on social media and you, you get a, a, a much better insight in terms of um, possibly the sort of personality of each individual squad member so then when you turn up to see them it genuinely it generally feels an awful lot more like you're as I say you're turning up to watch your pals and you're, you're having a great time you're, there's Lana Clellan, she was on. She was, she was good enough to come onto the, the the TV show that we did and sort of took us and showed us showed us a little bit of her life in Florence and things like that. So it was, it felt an awful lot more open and a lot more free to sort of. Express themselves, which again, please keep doing that. <laughs> and I think that really plays into sort of that idea of sort of, as you say, embracing your Scottishness and being part of that squad and representing it as well.
3: I think we're still building the profile of the women's game, so you know, certainly we feel a duty to to do that. Is um, certainly as a national team coach and, and everyone involved in the national teams of the players, they do brilliant at interacting. You'll see them, you know, after games, win, lose or draw interacting with the support because we're still trying to generate more and you know, it's, again it's a great credit to the players and how much of you know they, they, they take the role serious as being role models and um, you know certainly every time we're away um, no matter what the result is I can away extremely proud of the way that they conduct themselves and the way they try and interact with the public
0: excellent um as you said um the so the the cyprus game east the road was a a competitive attendance record we obviously had the jamaica game here um before the world cup as well which was an attendance record for a women's game in scotland as well there've been the the euros before the world cup now and then the next Euros obviously in england which is even closer than the last world cup so it, it, it really does feel like a do you really feel it's a, an opportunity to keep building that momentum the the Scotland national, national team, Scotland national team seems like it's just keeping on rolling and dragging more people along with it. So, the opportunity to make it through the qualifying stage here and, and go to just across the border
3: to get more people to go and turn up in cities and find out that they don't sell lager after 10
0: o'clock at night <laughs> is, is, it, is a real opportunity. Is it something that's really excites you in, in that way as well?
1: Um, yeah, I think that's something that as, as players um, we love. We love playing in front of a home crowd, and I think. Obviously, the Jamaica game here was very, very special for for everyone that was involved. And I think it just was probably one of the first times that this current group of players really felt that. I think that everyone was together in it. And I think then you see how it, how it just encouraged the players. The performances are better. And you can see how, how we're all in it. And I think as one, it makes us enjoy the environment if you're in the stands and I think if you're on the pitch it's that it can be that added bonus that gets you over over the line and obviously we expect to have tough games this year so we want that to continue and I think it really can I think we need to keep pushing those records and and setting new targets for ourselves because you know there is an interest in it it is always growing but I think we can be a lot more ambitious in what we expect and um, and not just settle and I think there's obviously not been a home game for a number of months now and I think that's a little bit unfortunate but you can't do anything about the international windows but it'll be important for us in April to to make sure we have a good performance, to promote the game properly and and as players you know we'll do a bit within that and and we all do that and we're all committed to doing it because we understand that we're helping ourselves and um, we take that role really seriously about promoting the game.
0: And as well speaking about promoting the game I'm Contractually obliged to mention that the tickets, I believe, are on sale from this week um, for the games at Easter Road and Tynecastle coming up. So certainly we will be there, and we we'll coming along to support as well. So please do. I'm getting a nod from somebody saying that they're hopefully going to be this week. So if they're not this week, they'll be next week. But please do come along Easter Road. Everyone bangs on, bangs on about summer football. You're getting summer football. It's at Easter Road. It's at Tynecastle. Please do come along and support them during these games as well. It's going to be exciting more than anything else. The atmosphere that the Scotland games is absolutely brilliant Um, we were at the ones over the summer we was at the Paisley game as well against the USA as well and it's just more it's a lot of fun um, the guys that shout and swear behind you aren't there so you can go to the football and enjoy it. <laughs> genuinely enjoy yourself it's, it's the most pleasant
1: my dad, my dad does
3: come
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was, was the most pleasant experience I've ever had in Paisley it's, 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 the, it's, it's the real gold star I can put to that do you know
3: It's one thing that we actually talk about is the support and how good they are because as you rightly said you you perhaps go to a normal game and you maybe hear some kind of noise that you want to turn down. But actually, the key thing for us is the support. Are always on site, uh, you know, and we use that to our advantage. And we always say, you know, as a coaching staff to the players, you, you, you're going to get support, you know, regardless. Um, and it's been fantastic for us. You, you, you know, in somebody kind from of a smaller stadium, you, you it gives you an extra yard mm-hmm. on, the, on the pitch. You know, I, I can see that, you know, especially I think the Switzerland game, you know, scoring to go really early in the game, the crowd were just electric and it was fantastic. And there's absolutely no doubt that has an impact on what happens on the
1: pitch. Yep, yeah, no question.
0: And, any more? Or will we we'll, we'll move on to do as a solid? Like? Do as a solid. We'll do as a show, like, show. Yeah. What happens to do as a solid is we will present a scenario which is ridiculous.
3: Can you talk me through that terminology? <laughs> do me a solid. Uh, I'm interested just
1: in that phrase.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, do me a solid.
1: Yeah, help us right, okay. Give us a favour. Yeah, exactly. I think That's a West of Scotland thing. Essentially. But, yes that with a different um, meaning. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what meaning from <laughs> I don't know if we want to dive too. <laughs> to <be> <laughs> like that's, uh, that's a different that's a different
2: trawing. We don't get a title too, but it's looking what we're talking
0: about. We'll present, we'll present a scenario and you need to give us a squad member or someone from the game that you think would be useful for us. It's essentially so that we do it so that we can have a carry-on in shot. So, do you want to start us off, Robert? Do you want to start us off with the first one?
2: Yes, I, let's do it. So, there's been a mix-up with the team bus and the driver has disappeared just before the Portugal game. Who are you choosing to drive the team bus through Edinburgh traffic to make it to Eastern Road?
3: Easy one for me. Andy Thompson assistant coach just because he's got a taxi business (laughs) and I know know that he would know all the routes and uh, I I think that he's got a wee cheeky side to him so I think he'd be able to nip in and out and get us there in problem. so easy one for me
1: okay I was I was going to say Alex Ralton who's trying to miss Daisy I know but you wouldn't mess with her she'd, she'd she'd get people out of the way I think (laughs) <laughs> I'd go with Alec.
0: More, more aggressive driving. Yeah. yeah,
1: but she's quite, quite a sort of small lady who looks very, like she wouldn't harm anybody. But if you get on her bad side, you, you know about it. So <laughs> I trust her.
0: Cool. Okay, so you've you, you've been picked a DJ, at an important event, <laughs> and nobody's getting on the dance floor. Nobody's getting there. Get on the dance floor. You need the party to start. Who are you going to get to get up? with you and lead the dancer on the dance floor to get to get the party started?
1: Um I would I'd probably drag Lisa Emmons and Emma Mitchell and that would allow me to get them up there and then swiftly exit. (laughs) Just sort of introduce them. Yeah. (laughs) them. Yeah. Yeah. I? I
3: would probably go down the same route. I think Fiona Brown would be quite a. a and maybe yeah. Nicola Docherty as well. I've heard that she's <laughs> good feet in terms of dancing. She likes the Oh, That um, could be a dodgy rumour, I think. <laughs> 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 but, um, I think I'd probably go for the four of them. Um, but I do think it would be carnage at the same time. So that's exactly yeah. what we're looking for. Um, no, that's pretty,
0: yeah. eh? It's a solution to a problem,
2: absolutely. <laughs> Um, now, for the next one So, Scotland qualify for Euro 2021 and dominate Being every single team that they meet UEFA throw a curveball for the final And you get a 12th player But you can only pick them from the existing coaching staff Who do you pick? Undoubtedly
3: myself There you go <laughs> <laughs> i have I've, I've got 59 caps So it would give me my 60th And then I'm a winner I'll run for a bit of call For the national team There you go
2: 100% so, so in fact it, yeah, this yeah. Is, it's,
0: what's, what's quite interesting is we, we were fortunate enough to do this with uh, Steve Clark as well he picked himself as well he was absolutely nailed he, no hesitation <laughs> I am picking myself up. I deserve more caps I'm taking this one I'm putting myself in I'd be
3: disappointed if any head coach
0: didn't pick
3: like That's that.
1: That. <laughs> Um, well, I'd probably be subbed if Shelley came on so I'm, I'm going to be, minutes, oh. or I could go up front you could come in at the centre back for me, and I could go in the ninth, So I'm going to go with that. You're going to
0: go with that as well, yeah. so So one more. Um, so after a travel mix up again, for, uh, there's a lot of travel mix up. Um, <laughs> so you're left stranded on an island just off the coast, just off the coast. So which member of the squad is going to join you, um, either to get yourself off the island or just to have a wee chill out on the island and have a have a nice time on yourself?
3: Um.
0: It's like Desert would, Island Discs, would, but with a person. I would, I
3: would, I would um, No offense to any of the players or the staff, um, but I would, I would take Rachel probably because there's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why you know she was selected as captain. She's got great communication skills. She's got leadership qualities, and um, she likes her own space at times and so do you have so, <laughs> so <laughs> each <laughs> up half of the island is each just roll in
0: yeah. the middle in
1: the sand just so get a stick, right.
3: <laughs> and not just because she's here i would have seen <laughs> the same thing. no you, you don't have. need to see. I don't know. know I very how am I supposed to follow that Um
1: I'm going to say Leanne Crichton because I have actually lived with her before so I know that even when we have an argument, we always make up, so it would be alright. That's good. Sure. That's, That's good. good. It seems a very sensible <laughs> and reasonable
0: answer. Listen, uh, guys, thank you so much for giving up your time for us to sit and talk to two jobbers that have never kicked the ball in their life. So I really do appreciate <laughs> that, And we really are very thankful for the SFA for not only letting us do this once, but for some reason inviting us back to do it for a second time. <laughs> uh, so we want to wish you all the very best of luck for the first of the Pinnata Cup and then the, the games following that as well, the competitive games. As I said, the tickets should be on sale uh, over the next week or so. So get your ticket spot, come along. We'll break another record. Um, and then you can claim that you're part of a record as well, which is what everyone wants to do. <laughs> because then you can claim that you contributed, you did your bit. <laughs> We've done our bit. Hopefully, you guys will do your bit as well. Say goodbye, Robert. Cheers. See you goodbye, guys.
1: Thanks a lot. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Bye bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.